Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 25th of January 2018. It's The Gap, episode 403. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gore is here. How you going, Job? I'm pretty good. Pretty, yeah. pretty, 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 pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Tell you good. what, two shows this week. Two shows. That's how we do it. We can't be stopped. We're too, we're too fucking amazing. Um, yeah. Uh, two shows. It's a short week as well. Uh, so today, uh, tomorrow is technically a day off. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know my wife's taking a day off, which it feels like she doesn't work anymore. She took fucking Christmas off and like three weeks for Christmas or whatever. And she took last week off mm. and now she's got tomorrow off. Yeah. I don't know. So if, if it was me, if I was, if, if I was her, I'd have a real tough time readjusting to actually going to work again. Yeah. Well, look, look as an expert, somebody <laughs> who uh, is very good at not working, it's pretty good. <laughs> or someone not going to work it's pretty good I like yeah, it yeah. I'm a big fan I'm about it well about it um, yeah, I will be the uh, I'm, if someone needs an ambassador to do that like, I'll, I'll do it I'll raise my hand um, but yeah two, two podcasts I quite enjoyed uh, so we did a PUBG podcast uh, yes, yesterday we recorded it it's up now um, with Linksy and Neff who are two a professional um, players, uh, a Kiwi and uh, an Australian. Uh, they're very, very good, eh? Pretty good. They're yeah, they're real good. Yeah, uh, um, they're good. At the we, game we did, anyway. They're, we they're good on the cast as well. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like they're right. pretty good on the podcast. So I, I felt like they had some uh, super insightful things. Uh, we learnt <laughs> quite yeah. a bit. Well, not not quite a bit, but we we learnt things about the game that we actually didn't know. Yep, um, it's true. From the pod, well, you learned that you can spin the the bikes around, which uh, I was blown away by that because um, that was just the thing I thought everybody knew. I I don't know how everyone would know. I don't know how anyone would know. To be honest, I literally <laughs> never get on a fucking bike, and when I do, I just expect I'm going to die. So, so you don't get on one. So, like, yeah, why would I experiment with pressing other buttons when I'm just trying to hold on for my dear life? Yeah. Um, but yeah uh, so yeah there was that the other thing we learned was uh, if if people pop up in the kill field if they pop up dead in the kill feed uh, that means that they died more than a kilometre away from you yeah um, which is pretty fucking interesting to be honest uh, so normally you will see them get knocked down and then killed um, you'll see both of those actions in the kill feed. But if it happens more than a kilometer away from you, you'll only see them die. Yeah, you don't see the knocked message. Yeah. Um, which, like, when we were... So we were playing afterwards with uh, Neff and Link, Linksy, and uh, they were using... Like, that was just more information. They were like... Linksy's like, okay, straight dead. The, that means they're not within an, a kilometer of us, so that doesn't... Like, they don't matter. Like, it was just... It was more than knocked people, right? Like, oh, shit, there's someone nearby. Because <laughs> they're getting knocked. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, um... Yeah, it was good shit, man. Like, mm. real, real good. Good podcast. We, we talked about, like, the competitive scene, um, like, some of the the uh, the changes that have come in, some of the things that I don't like, they'd like to see changed. Really interesting. We were talking about the, um, uh, the Miramar map and how they actually really like it. Mm. Um, interestingly, the uh, some of the top posts on Reddit right now are talking about how to fix Miramar, 
and they're talking about like two of the top posts are like this is how we fix it and it's like putting water all the way around the edges and shit so dumb <laughs> and it's like uh and like the the pros are talking about how great it is like because the it's so big there's elevation everywhere it's uh it changes the game but from a um you know people that play it casually it, they seem to be under the impression that people are landing in highly populated areas and therefore you're seeing um like going into the mid game there's only like 30 people left yeah and that, that like that i don't think that's a complaint about the map because we see that in the other map as well you get yeah. to the first circle and there's only like 40 people left so yeah um, i think when 60 people land at picardo yeah like you're gonna wind up with fucking only four people walking out of picardo so i don't think that's actually that big a deal like, i don't think it's that big a problem like there is no way in hell adding a bunch of water would make Miramar be- better, and that's like I would have I would have said that before we did the cast with those with uh, Linksy and, and Neff. Like mm. it is a significantly better fucking map because of the amount of space that it adds, that it like creates as part of like as part of your like space management as part of your time management rather. So, uh, yeah, adding water and shrinking the map a significant amount would just be ludicrous. Would be, make no sense to me. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Silly. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, I th- it was a good That was pretty good. I, I, I thought it was good. I did have a, um, I, I, I was a bit disappointed. You didn't seem to talk as much as I, I would have hoped. I know I tended to direct questions at them but i was hoping you'd like add your input the way i sort of looked at it was that we had like me interviewing three experts because you are sort of an expert to like you know you know you're not a pro but they come at it from the that pro angle and you come at it from the matchmaking only angle and i think that would have been that was that was that's an interesting dynamic but you didn't really run at it that way you know because the way I came about it is I, I also like half an hour before jotted down a bunch of questions and I yeah. had like how many uh, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12 I had about 14 questions here mm. and we covered like all of it the only thing that we didn't cover um, which I've got on here is I wanted to ask them what games they were playing other than PUBG because I, I, yep. I've got Linksy on Steam and I see him playing other stuff yeah um yeah, and I just I thought that'd be interesting. But maybe we can get him on some other time and talk, yeah. like like on a regular show. So th- there's stuff on here that I had on in this list, but you'd already talked about like um, uh, like when did you guys start playing competitively? Is this your first game type stuff? And yeah, I think we covered pretty much all of that sort of thing. So um, yeah, yeah, we, I think you know I was more than happy to sit back and let them talk because everybody's heard me talk about PUBG for the last ten months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, um, so yeah, it was really good. Uh, I think we'll, we weren't going to talk about PUBG today, but we're going to anyway because uh, yep. we we had a couple of games with them afterwards, um, mm-hmm. which was super interesting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really interesting because they were kind of like, "Look, we'll jump where you want to go, and then we'll just we'll see what happens." And um, we we played like four or five games, I think, that day. Yeah, yeah, we played four games with them. Uh, yeah. Four four games, and then. Uh, yeah, they had to bail. But, um, so we won four in a row. <laughs> yeah. While they were playing. Uh, ridiculous. Like, four chicken dinners in a row. And one of them was entirely linksy. In that, mm. we all died while there were still fucking 45 people left. And he just went and murdered everyone. 
which was ridiculous. Neff only died because, uh, like, we basically got... He, he was the first one picked in, an, in a surprise ambush that we didn't see coming um, no that was oh me. no that's that's that was you no yeah. he died because he fell through a fucking roof yeah. <laughs> and we, we, we started that map of being like let's go to Picardo, <laughs> which is like the central it's like the school of miramar and yeah. um and they were like not there at that time they were no. one of them was going to get a drink or something the other one was in bathroom we didn't realize so joe yeah. and i have jumped yep. and we're like on our way down meanwhile they're still in the plane and we're like what the fuck what the fuck so we end up bailing from there and just going to some random houses like sheds that are spread out around the place um and then as we're doing that job's at like a graveyard and a bunch of dudes roll up on him yep. and i've got like a winchester and the other guys don't really have any guns so i died basically because i didn't have any guns <laughs> come, we had to come and help you but yeah, yeah. uh neff was doing something on a roof and he got stuck yeah <laughs> like one of those weird animations where you try and jump onto something or it, it looks like you're falling that type of thing and then all of a sudden you it'll say you've taken fall damage and you just fucking die um and i think that was the second time he's actually fallen down so it took him uh well he, that he went down so it didn't take him too long to die from that point so, yeah. yep and then I think you got uh, you and Lynxy were running around on the on a hill at one stage, just like shooting people at crates. Yep. And then you were like, "I'm gonna go to the fucking crate." You went up there to get the crate, yep. and Lynxy's like trying to cover you, yeah. um, as there's two guys shooting. And then a second team rolls up in a car, like right next to Lynxy, and yeah. just stops. <laughs> and I don't think you realized at the time that no. he was busy dealing with a second team. I <laughs> did not, and so I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to loot this thing. Oh, oh, I'm just looting this thing, figuring I'm covered by a very good sniper. And uh, and then I, I hear the footsteps, and I'm not hearing any gunfire. And uh, and Lynx is like, oh, yeah, no, nah, they're on me. I'm like, oh, fuck. And I, like, pop out, and this dude just fucking ended me. Stole yeah. all my shit. But it didn't matter. Um, it didn't matter, because 15 minutes later, Lynx, he won. Um, he, he got, I think, quite a lot of kills that game. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was got the quite one, a lot of kills every game. Well, it was the game before we were. We just got like that first game we played was. I felt like it was pretty even um, as a team. I bring up the stats now. We had twenty kills as a team. Uh, you got one. I got four. Neff got five. Um, Lynx got ten. Yep. So yeah, we got twenty all together. And the second game we played, I got two. You got two. Neff got two. Lindsay got 20. Yeah, 20. <laughs> I, was I was complaining because I couldn't I couldn't see anybody and people were dying all around me. Yep. And it was just like, Lindsay's killed, knocked out this person. Lindsay's killed, knocked out this person. And I, I, like, I couldn't see anybody that he was shooting. I don't know where they were. Yeah, uh, it was it was pretty good. I'm, I'm still planning on making a... Um, I would have made it today, except the PUBG went down for a fucking patch. Uh, right when I I was like preparing to record the footage uh, from the replay, but I was going I'm, I'm going to make a video uh, called, titled uh, "Team Immunities Linksy and I Combined for 22 Kills in a Game," and <laughs> yeah. uh, and it'll be my two kills, and I'll go like into super into depth about those two kills, and then it'll just be a fucking like flash cut, smash cut, fucking. 
like run through of Linksy murdering fucking everyone, uh, <laughs> murdering literally a fifth of the server. Um, yeah, it was um, it was good though. It was fucking it was good fun. And yeah, like they're both they're both good guys who take their shit seriously. Uh, like they both take the concept of esports and PUBG as an esport pretty seriously. And um, so yeah, like but they're pretty chill about it as well so it was good fun they just play at a different pace and they play at a different skill level and yeah. it's just it's just odd to try but that's like that's know. the pace that I enjoy as well being aggressive I, like, I'm not a fan of uh, at certain situations I don't mind sitting in houses and yeah. that sort of thing but given the opportunity if we're in a house I like to usually go outside and, and sit near a wall or something like that like because the way I see it, if you're in a house looking out a window, th- you may think you're in a good position, but I- if you get knocked out, yes, you are in a good position, but it's also easier for the enemy to see and shoot you because they've got, you know, a, a two-meter window that they can look through a- as opposed to you looking out into a fucking vast field and trying to find where these people are shooting. You know what I mean? It- it's a bit easier um, for them to pick out where you are exactly. That's why I tend to like to, to sit around near walls and shit like that. And um, it's easy for people to also push a building and throw grenades at you or, or for your teammates to throw grenades through windows and, and kill you. Um, that's also fun. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I, uh, like, I think I prefer, like, you got to look at it from uh, a skill perspective, right? A skill check perspective. Because I think you can only really rely on yourself to sit outside near walls and shit if you back yourself in a uh, an engagement where you're disadvantaged. And I back myself in a 50-50 engagement, and I usually get annoyed when I lose them. But I don't back myself in, like, a fucking 30 70 engagement and i think you do you do back yourself and you should because i've seen you win them more times than not but uh yeah i think the safety of a door uh can really alter how you feel about a situation and about how you take an engagement because you can dictate the pace of an engagement if you're sitting inside you can decide to go outside whereas if you're already outside person attacking tends to dictate the the timing of the engagement and you just sort of have to deal with it and so i think that's why it works for the you know the shooters the gunners the fraggers i think they get away with like yeah but those of us who are a bit shit i did notice though i just playing with them i'm playing at a higher pace i was playing a lot better than i usually do like i was making shots that i usually wouldn't and like expecting to make these shots there was one one game where i was the last one alive i think it was you and i were the last two alive uh yeah yeah linksy went down uh and then i knocked out the two guys that hit him yeah uh and then you got me up because there was a third one somewhere yeah so i i got well i yeah so i got the last two kills those are only two kills i got in that game um <clears throat> but those two kills i played that pretty fucking slick uh, like those, those are not kills that I would normally back myself to get. Uh, the, the one where I was like midway through helping you up and I heard the footsteps and stopped and shot the dude. Uh, I definitely 
thought to myself directly afterwards, I am extremely surprised I didn't just murder Luke. Yeah. Because I thought I would have. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like that, like when the guy caught me, I had my SKS out because I thought he was down the bottom of the fucking mountain. Um, and it turns out he was at the top of the mountain and like five meters away, but I still managed to put him down with my SKS and eight by out uh, just by fucking like good recoil control. I usually have shit all recoil control, especially on SKS with an eight by. But uh, yeah, just playing alongside them and with that with that pace and that mentality of like going for frags and shit, I think is is a bit pretty like. But I've noticed it in myself before. I don't know if it happens for you because I think you always go for frags. But in other games, like when I play with Nate, who only who is abandoned going for chicken dinners and only likes to go for frags, uh, when I play alongside him, though, I notice that I'm fucking fragtastic. I'm I pull off all kinds of shit. I've got there's like all kinds of stupid little fucking clips of me doing horse shit uh when i'm playing <coughs> alongside nate and then at, like in any other game i'll just fucking shit the bed which is depressing yeah yeah um anyway it was good good stuff good fun yeah it was fun yeah um so yeah listen to the bonus podcast if you want to hear some actual like pr- really good insight into PUBG and what makes it like play so good and like various things that the pros think about when they're playing and and stuff like that i think we we did we had some really good questions so um we took the discussion in a really interesting place yeah yeah that was awesome yep uh all right next cool what else we can we talk about um we got a few things here see if these that's that's now in open beta is it uh closed beta closed beta closed beta uh it took me fucking all day Luckily, I was doing other things on my second screen, but it took me all day to work out how to get this fucking thing to work. It's drawing me fucking bananas. I've downloaded about, I don't know, 130 fucking gigabytes worth of Sea of Thieves today. <laughs> Did you it's- uninstall it or like what yep. happens here? Yeah, so basically all you had to do was update the... If you had the, if you'd played in the technical alpha, yep. all you had to do was update. It was about like a 1.6 gigabyte file. Yeah. But... Uh, but when I did that, it stuck. It got stuck at ninety eight percent of the download, and wouldn't let, like wouldn't continue from there. Uh, and then it threw up this error that said that the files were um, were like it wasn't allowed to, to access. The, they didn't have access permissions for the files. And uh, upon further investigation, it's like this usually happens when you have ransomware on your computer and so i'm fucking panicking um <laughs> yeah. so i did i've i spent like yeah i've done everything i've full-blown cleaned my computer i don't know how i'd get ransomware uh because i don't go to dodgy sites on this pc but uh nevertheless uh it seems seems to have gotten me no uh every single fucking thing i did came up with no fucking nothing no badness at all uh so that's cool. Uh, that's that's fun. Big big old waste of time. Anyway, I'm like, uh, I've done this so many times. I've uninstalled. I kept uninstalling Sea of Thieves, and then I'd reinstall it, and it can out at ninety six percent again, hmm. or ninety eight percent, or whatever the fuck. It didn't have a percentage. The fucking Windows Store is such a dog shit way to get anything. Like so many little basic quality of life things just don't exist on the Windows Store. Uh, you can't tell like how deep into a, a 
fucking download you are. You can see how fast it's going, but like no real details on how much longer it's going to take and all this kind of shit. Trying to be fucking bananas. If you can find it, it's like you click through to this screen and this screen, et cetera, et cetera. Trying to uninstall it is a pain in the dick. You can't uninstall it from the store or delete the files or whatever the fuck. You got to go through whole rigmarole for that as well. Every time you reset the fucking store, you have to reset your fucking computer because otherwise the changes don't kick in which is fucking idiotic. Um, anyway, I uh, went through all this and like the 10th time I reinstalled Sea of Thieves. Like, uh, I'm going to do it one more time. I really want to play Sea of Thieves with everyone, so I'm going to do it one more time. I'll give it one more pump, uh, pop, light shot. And yeah. uh, instead of right-clicking on Sea of Thieves in my Windows, uh, I left-clicked and it opened the game mm. and it just worked. It was just working. In the Windows Store, it still tells me that only 97% like, of it has downloaded it and it can't finish the download. Yep. It's still telling me that. But I played a game. And when I jumped in, I'm like, like I, I, it loaded into a game. I, I decided I had to load all the way in and see if I could actually match what make with people because maybe it was still just in the technical alpha or whatever the fuck. Because I don't know if you've opened CFTs, the closed beta, but it still says it's now alpha. Um Anyway, so I, I jump in and uh, I'm immediately, I'm in the brig. When it loads in, I'm in the brig mm-hmm. uh, on this ship. And uh, there's these three dudes, these three dickbags, and they're standing around me in the brig, yeah. uh, pointing and laughing at me. Yeah. Just laugh, laugh emoting. So they uh, instantly just voted you in there while yep, you're loading what? into the game. Yeah. Cool. When I'm loading in, they put me in the brig. And uh, so I alt tabbed. They just, they, they were just, I'm on, I'm on push to talk like, Hey, let me out of the rig. Ah, yeah, pretty good. Uh, and then I, I just, alt, I turned my dude away from watching them and I alt tabbed and, uh, I could still see it on my second screen. Hmm. Uh, but I was doing work on the left screen and after about like those sat there for five minutes doing this, so I glanced back every now and then. And, uh, after about five minutes, they, uh, got bored and decided to, just go do missions mm. and so off they went to do missions yeah and they were finding treasure chests i still don't understand the point of that what rig well i th- i like i think it's to punish people who are, are like being dickheads right so if someone is like uh well we did it to squirrel when squirrel was being a d-bag um because squirrel was like uh wasting our cannon ammo or he uh, ran us aground a couple of times until we put him in the brig um, just to punish him. You know, so like to that extent, it makes a little bit of sense that you'd have a brig and it's kind of funny. It's funny to put someone in the brig. It's funny to be put in the brig uh, and all that kind of stuff. But the other thing we were doing, like we were doing ages ago was we'd ask someone to leave the game Mm. If we had another person, if we had like, if we were a three stack and someone accidentally dropped out, uh, sorry, if we were a four stack and someone dropped out, so we were only three and someone and a rando match made into our game, we'd ask them to leave and join a different game so that our friend could join back in because otherwise we'd have to remake our ship Yeah. because uh, that's the only way that can work. You can't lock a spot out for whatever reason. And if they wouldn't leave, you'd lock them in the brig. Yeah. Uh, it's not a cool, it's not like, I, it's I, like I always felt like a, a jerk doing it, but like it, like they're being a jerk by not leaving really. Like 
either three people, like four people are inconvenienced trying to find the fucking new ship or one person is mildly inconvenienced re, like redoing matchmaking. It seems like, you know, for the greater good. Uh, anyway, so uh, they just dump me in. I'm like, oh, they, they probably want me. Are they trying to troll me? In which case, I don't give a fuck. I've got time. Or uh, they're trying to get me to leave so that they can play with their friend. In which case, I don't give a fuck. I've got time, motherfuckers. Mm. So I just sat there. And when I noticed that they were starting to get treasure chests, uh, I, I jumped back on push to talk and I, I was yelling at them to get me more treasure. Uh, and <laughs> they earned me 250 gold. That's got me like six ranks because all your all your progression was reset when you um when they switch from alpha to beta. Hmm. Uh, they got me like six ranks in the gold hoarders. Uh, those were missions, and yeah, every time they turn one in, uh, I'd yell at them. <laughs> yeah, to, thank you uh, to get me more money. And uh, every time they do it, they let me out of the brig yeah because uh, they were obviously mad uh, the, the, you were getting free shit yeah I was getting free shit. so they let me out in the like under the uh, they could they weren't talking so they were only using emotes I don't know why they weren't talking but whatever uh, they'd like bring up the map and like show it at me yeah they do the you know how you could show someone the map I know you know how to do it because you were doing it constantly yeah um, it's good but uh, all I'd do is I'd run up to the... I'd go to the cannonball barrels mm. and I'd get every cannonball I could carry, which is 10. And then I'd fire 10 cannonballs into the ocean yeah. and then I'd run back to the cannonball barrel and load up again <laughs> until they put me back in the brick. <laughs> yeah. See, they uh, thought they were doing the trolling, but really, <laughs> it was they, you. They were... Yeah. I'm not locked in there with them. They're locked in here with me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they were, um, that, that was going pretty well. Uh, the other thing that I kept doing was uh, whenever they like run aground and, the, and some water would come into the bottom of the boat, mm. uh, I'd scoop it up in my bucket and I'd just hold it. And, uh, <laughs> and show it to them? <laughs> can you do that? That'd be great. No, you can, you can throw it in their faces, which was always pretty, it was very amusing to me. But uh, no, what I'd do is I'd wait and they'd, they'd be like, okay, it's all dry. And then I'd dump it back. So I was standing in like a foot of water and they'd come back down and they'd loop around the bottom of the fucking boat to see if there was a hole that yeah. needed to be patched. Yeah. And then I'd scoop it back up again. Nice. And that must have happened like 15 times before they fucking caught on to that one. Um, and yeah, so they let me out of the brig like four times. I was like not, I, I played for about 50 minutes and I spent 45 minutes in the brig. Mm. Um, just being a dick yelling at them to get me treasure yeah they earned me a bunch of money which was pretty good and um yeah eventually we got sunk uh by like some enemy some enemy pirates and i was yelling at them goading them the whole time that they were shit they were terrible pirates etc let me out and i'll help i'll help fight the other pirates but uh they never did they never did let me out to help fight the other pirates um eventually uh, after about 50 minutes of this they uh they quit and i got the ship all to myself and i was out of the brig which is pretty good it's pretty funny um yeah yeah it was you know it was it was a highlight i'd say anyway i made a video out of like 20 minutes of it it's really weird because it's a windows store game you can't record audio 
software. You have to record the desktop, yeah. and it won't record in-game audio for some idiotic reason. Is this through Shadowplay or through the DVR app? Uh, Shadowplay, because the DVR app won't work yeah. uh, on this beta for some reason, okay. which is also annoying as balls. Um, but yeah. So, yeah, that was, yeah, I don't know. It was annoying. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think it's weird. Are we allowed to talk about Sea of Thieves? Like, from We're what we played in the past? About, yes. Yeah, fucking, fuck it. it like, it's, I actually really dig it. I, I hope there is a lot more to do in the full game. Um, the early game stuff is cool, but at the same time, some of that is super basic, and I hope that there is more depth to it as the game progresses. Um, cause it's sort of like, Hey, find this treasure, go 10 paces and start digging a hole and, and you do all that sort of stuff and that's all, all good and fun. But once you get three or four of those and, um, it can get a bit stale. So I hope there's a bit more variety in there. It, maybe it's a bit, a bit harder to do. Um, but I like the, the mechanics they've got in there at the moment. They're, they're a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's fun. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, the loop, like this is even worse than, than the alpha was. Cause they, it seems they've removed some of the progression stuff. Like you just sort of start off with, with a lot of stuff. You start off with like a telescope and, um, a rifle and those, you couldn't even get the telescope in the alpha, but you had to earn the rifle hmm. as you played, you had to buy it and stuff. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I don't know silly um i don't think they're doing a good job showcasing what the game's going to be about but they're going to need to like the I, I sort of compare it to to daisy uh in that you sort of have to make your own fun and a lot of what like a lot of the fun comes from like pretty organic shit like uh just stuff make like circumstances that arise that you create a interesting story out of yeah uh, but it doesn't have anywhere near as many systems as Daisy did, uh, and that doesn't mean that it won't. They might add them in later, but I haven't seen that yet. So, uh, yeah, and they, they're holding those cards real close to their chest. So, yeah, it's hard to tell um, how that one, how it's going to roll out. But at the moment, yeah, I have fun playing with other people, and uh, like we just, you know, it's just funny stupid shit hmm. yeah yeah I, i'm definitely keen to um like i don't know if i'll jump into this this part of it because i've already played so much of the uh, alpha um yep. I, i'm probably pretty happy of just seeing how it sort of takes off when it comes out it's march or something isn't it like next month yeah yeah oh next month's february yeah march March. yeah um yeah uh, that reminds me there's a piece of news that we should probably add into the news section sure right that's down. vaguely see if these related um, but yeah anyway what's the next game while I um, it's all your stuff Super Meat Boy we talked about that last week you've been playing it on Switch yeah uh, I, I wanted to chuck this one in here because I have found that uh, playing I get really bad hand cramps Okay. playing Meat Boy on the Switch I didn't th- I didn't think it was going to be an issue honestly like earlier but uh, 
yeah, fuck. It gets, like, super bad. I, I find I can only play for, like, an hour now without the cramps, like, taking over, which shouldn't be happening. But I think it's because I, I never, like, because I always play with it as a handheld. Yeah. I always play with it in handheld mode. So it must be something about the weight of it and the way that, you know, you grip when you're nervous when you're like trying to do accomplish something in particular, you grip a bit more mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it must be something about that, but yeah, it's a bit fucked. I don't know. It's really cramping at my style with uh, meat boy on the switch, which is not good in my opinion, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, the controller isn't the best, like, I don't know, but you, you're using just the default stuff, right? You don't have the, um, Nintendo <laughs> Pro Controller or whatever they call it. No, and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't use it anyway, I think. Yeah. You know, like, I, it's, yeah, just, I, I guess I'd have to plug it in and that's not how I want to play switch games you know but on the other hand i can't keep playing it as a handheld so yeah i don't know it's sort of fucking me off so i switched to a different game i switched to darkest dungeon which uh yeah is just as tense but not as mechanically uh intensive you know so it doesn't feel like i'm gonna fucking twist my fucking switch in in half or some shit uh, it just feels like, I guess, I'm very annoyed. Oh. Yeah. I ha- I haven't played Dark's Dungeon before. And it's it's rough as fuck, hey? It is rough. Hmm. Yeah, trying to manage, like, the... Um, uh, what's that meter called? Light meter? Yeah. Light meter, and then, like, your insanity stuff... Um, with your characters it's you can't really attach to your characters it's, it's yeah. reminiscent of uh XCOM uh in that in that way in, and in the in the sense that you feel like every like every time the dice don't roll your way it feels like it's a personal attack mm-hmm. it feels like the game is fucking you on purpose and you're like oh you son of a bitch like how do you feel like now is the perfect time to fucking miss you fuckhole of a game um but yeah then i don't know then it when it does go your way you're just like well of course it did of course it worked uh even even when it shouldn't have you don't really notice it's that confirmation bias type shit um yeah so anyway um i'm i'm a fan i'm actually enjoying it it's replacing meat boy for now and like as my fucking as my doing not paying attention game um obviously still needs to pay a fair amount of attention in uh darkest dungeon but because it's largely turn-based you can sort of pay attention in bursts which is yeah it's a perfect kind of switch game um in that sense it's like just as just as Meat Boy was in the same sense because, you know, how long does fucking a one level of Meat Boy take? Like, fucking 15 seconds, hmm. right? But, 
you do that that 15 second level 400 times and it can take quite some time um the yeah this is but you can always just do like 15 seconds put it down and concentrate on whatever the fuck else you're doing that's the same way that this works you know you can't obviously it's not good while you're driving you probably shouldn't do it while you're sitting at traffic lights but uh yeah, you can do it while you're on the toilet or watching TV or whatever the fuck. And that's, yeah, it's pretty great for that. So, um, yeah, I'm actually a big fan. I'm getting, like, deeper and deeper into it. It seems like it cost me 30 fucking bucks. Hmm. And is there's, like, DLC, right, for Darkest Dungeon on PC, right? Uh, but you don't get that on fucking Switch, hmm. which seems a bit fucking off for 30 fucking dollars. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, how much is it on fucking Steam right now? Darkest Dungeon? Yeah. It's 24 US, so yeah, about 30 something. Really? Is it a fucking old as balls? Uh, came out last year, January 2000. Oh no, 2016. Yeah, that's fucking old as balls. Two years old. And it's still 25 bucks for it. That's. I don't know. I don't know. I was okay with, yeah, dropping 30 bucks on it because I'm like, uh, yeah, it's probably like the ultimate edition of it. Nah, it's not the ultimate edition of it. I picked it up during a sale, so I don't know yeah. how much it I was. Don't know. That's what I should have done. Yeah. I should have picked it up on fucking Steam or in a sale or some shit. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'll tell you what. They should make dead cells on fucking Switch already. Just fucking do it already. Just yeah. hurry up and do it already. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. All right. <laughs> What's next? More of your stuff. More of my stuff. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball. Mm. Uh, Tell us about Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball. Uh, he's a good dragon. He's the best of the the Pauls, I think. Average as dragons go, though. Like very good as a Paul. Average is a dragon, though. There are better dragons. Oh, uh, no. Dragon Ball Fighter Z. I've been hanging out for this fuck fucking ages. I think uh, you might remember I, like, shit myself when they first announced it and whatnot. Yeah. I was very excited. But, uh, yeah, since, like, since then, there's been a bunch of betas. I haven't really been able to get into them. Um, but the full game came out, and I'm finally able to play it. Uh, I think I might have overhyped it for myself which is a bummer. Uh, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's just not what I was expecting. It wasn't, it's not as good as I was expecting, I guess. There's been a lot of fucking, there's a lot of fucking movement in the old Dragon Ball universe since I last watched it uh, <laughs> 18 years ago. But, um, like, I don't know. I just feel, I know I was expecting, like, Hyperdimension, uh, which was like a, complex 2d fighter you know maybe i don't like maybe i'm not even remembering it correctly maybe i'm like maybe i've got like rose tinted lens shit going on with hyperdimension and it wasn't as good as i remember it but i remember it being fucking amazing and doing all this cool shit in it and uh this feels super simplistic by like by comparison Mm -hmm. And it's tough because Dragon Ball games have been like for a Dragon Ball game, Fighter Z is actually pretty complex because so many of the fight the fucking like I can't remember which series 
There's like fucking 17 different fucking Dragon Ball fighting game series. There's like Budokai, Budokai Tenkichi, and Tenkichi fucking Ultra, and all this fucking shit, right? And each one has its own fucking eight game series because they want to drop a new Dragon Ball game every four fucking seconds or whatever the fuck. But like most of them are like you do a super fucking ultra mega blast with like by looking yep. at the fucking controller and yeah the complexity comes from uh mostly from movement and stuff like that but ultimately it's dull as shit in my experience uh the flip side uh is this one like it, it presents itself as sort of like a marvel vs capcom style game and then you got tag team like a tag team uh, group of awesome uh, like fucking what are they called super saiyan of saiyan warriors or whatever the fuck and uh, yeah you could like battle it out and all that kind of shit but uh, then it turns out that a lot of the stuff that you do is just like hammering one button like it's got this super combo it took me fucking oh my god you know what the real problem is is the tutorial in this game is a giant pile of fucking dog shit and like it never nothing it never when are they gonna make a fucking fighting game that teaches you how to play a fucking fighting game because none of them teach you it's like fucking if uh actually rts's are mostly fucking as bad as fighting games for this to be honest because no fucking rts has ever taught you how to play a fucking rts in the manner that anyone would play it competitively. And no fighting game has ever done the fucking same. None that I've fucking encountered. Maybe dive kick a little bit, but that's because it had two fucking buttons. So you, it was pretty easy to fucking teach you the the ins and outs of how that one is going to be. But fuck me. This game doesn't teach you fucking shit. It barely wants to teach you the basics. When you're doing the fucking... I had to Google... It's a Google how to do... It's at one point, to complete the tutorial, you have to summon Shenron, hmm. the fucking Dragon Ball dragon. Yeah. Uh, so you get the seven Dragon Balls, and then you make a wish and summon Shenron, and he does something, right? Holy fuck. To do this, you need combos of certain length, and it starts out, this fucking... This tutorials like summon uh find the first dragon ball and you you click on help to find out more details and it's like do a super combo i'm like okay i do a super combo i get the third dragon ball um okay i'll do it again fourth dragon ball turns out to do it you just have to keep doing super combos super combos by the way you do by hammering square over and over again uh, that's literally it the trick with managing the tutorial uh because you don't want to do like you need to do uh eight super combos right you need to do eight super combos but most most people are dead at like two and a half super combos right so um like at this point in the tutorial you're fighting fucking krillin who like you can like generally kill 
with uh, Light Breeze, mm. and fucking TN is there for some reason. They've got... You can unlock Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan Goku, who is the Super Saiyan version of a Super Saiyan God, right? And also Goku. And he can fight against Tien, whose special ability is he has three eyes that you can poke out instead of just two. Um, he, like, holy fuck, the... They've got no concept of power. Anyway, I'm getting off track. So you need to actually manage how much damage you do to these fuckheads, right? Um, because otherwise you do too much and you kill three of them before you've actually summoned Shenron because you do seven fucking super combos and then to summon Shenron, you have to do another super combo, which is ridiculous. So by the time, like, if you've managed to do it right, which is by missing the first hit of each super combo, if you've managed to do it correctly, the last person, when you, when you uh, like, make your wish to Shenron, uh, and you get to pick between four wishes, you can, like, I want all my guys to have full health. I want unlimited power, or stuff like that, right? Once you get to that point, and you, you can summon uh, Shenron, Right? It doesn't fucking matter. Literally, whoever is left is a fucking bee's dick away from death anyway. But you do it and that, you know, you finish this tutorial and that's it. It's ridiculous. And I didn't feel like I actually learned anything. I didn't learn anything about how to fucking play the game. All I learned was to mash square a fucking ton. And believe you me, that is a terrible habit to learn. And, like, to unlock Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Goku, you have to fucking, like, play through the arcade mode, the hard arcade mode, on hard. So you got to beat it in hard. And I have managed to... I barely scraped through beating it on normal. But, I'm, I like, I did it. It was very tough. But I managed to do it. Uh, that shit's rough as fuck, man. Like, holy fuck. You wind up, like, people, when you, you wind up in the last round coming up against Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Goku, and SSGSS Goku. That's what I'm going to call him. Um, you, he, he can one-shot characters. He's got combos that can kill you straight up. And, like, most of the dudes you fight, they're like a triple shot of fucking people who can one-shot... If they catch you in a combo, that person is probably dead. Like, that character that you just allowed to get caught in a combo is probably dead. It's crazy. It's fucking nuts. So you're, like, constantly on edge, like, just trying to get whatever you... Because I don't know these fucking combos. I just want to unlock the fucking... The blue head dude, damn it. Like, it's... I don't think it's that much to ask. The game never taught me how to fucking do any of this shit. It does have, like, a, a character combo uh, training thing, but at best, it teaches, like, you've... I think the, like, Goku's one is, like, fucking nine inputs hmm. and does maybe half. This is just regular old Super Saiyan Goku, not fucking SSGSS Goku. Like, yeah, it's... You've got the lame version of this shit. And you're going up against fucking 
literally the God version of yourself. Good God. Anyway, so I feel like it doesn't set you up for that shit very well. <laughs> so and who is this for then? Fighting game fans, I suppose. Yeah. But it's, I don't know. I'd love to hear from fighting game fans. I know we've got some some listeners who are fucking hell about fighting games. I'd love to hear what you, you think about this game, whether or not you think it, the complexity is there or not. Because I feel like it, I just feel like it isn't, like, to be honest. But I haven't seen, I haven't seen pros playing it yet. Like, no. Uh, so it's a bit hard to tell and obviously I'm a fighting game noob and I've been pretty upfront about that forever Uh, but yeah it just feels like a lot of it comes down to like yeah hammering buttons seems like it's not a terrible tactic a lot of the time if you can catch someone in the like there's there doesn't seem I don't know maybe it taught me a counter I don't think it did it taught me a teleport but I don't think there's any counters available so if you get caught you just sort of fucking wait for it to finish which i think is like a bit of a marvel vs capcom uh trope i guess like i remember seeing that in new mvc3 quite a bit you'd see like these infinite fucking or not infinite but like near infinite fucking air juggle combos Mm. where if you were the one being juggled you'd pretty much just put the controller down um yeah like it seems like a bit of a trope you can catch them in like a good chunk with just by pressing square and i don't see any way to get out of it apart from not getting caught Mm. in the first place yeah Yeah, i don't know like um uh mortal combat or or not mortal combat but uh injustice used like meter burns to get out of combos you could like yeah or, or, or you could um use the uh the wager system type stuff as well so yeah I, I don't know how other games are sort of doing that like I, I know that Street Fighter has uh, meters as well and I, I'm guessing you probably break out a combo with that sort of stuff depending on what's happening on the screen either with a counter um, but yeah you'd think there'd be something like that in there <laughs> yeah yeah there, there might be and I just missed it during my like I did sort of I guess tutorial job. <laughs> it's probably in the tutorial and I just fucking glazed over it because it was mashing some button or whatever the fuck um yeah i don't know i just felt like it didn't really teach me I've, i i don't feel well equipped to do things in the game uh the story mode is told in this really like tedious uh graphic novel sort of style hmm. uh with it's all japanese voice acting uh i was never a fan of the japanese voice acting in dragon ball i always thought the fucking the dubs were far superior we've got some fucking killer fucking goku voice actor and the dude who does vegeta is awesome uh i've met them they're cool dudes uh i can't work out how to turn and like change to the english language version um but so yeah i got no idea there's a fucking menu item called sound and language but there's literally no language option in there so seems like a bit of a waste there um yeah i don't know it's it's like like i said it's not bad i'd love to play it against people um to see how it goes there uh and i do like you know i love dragon ball characters i think the fucking uh my wife was watching me play it and she was like holy shit like those moves are like epic Mm. uh you do like you do wind up like just destroying the planet on like 
on fucking a, just a regular old down forward square type move. He'll just fucking wreck shit, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, it looks good. It, it like definitely looks like uh, uh, Dragon Ball characters going to battle, but it just doesn't feel good to play. I was, I, I just want, I don't know. I just want more from my fighting games. I want, I expect more. You know. Yep. Anyway, that's what I got. Uh, that's cool. that. Awesome. Yep. What else we got here? Cosmic Encounter. What's that? Cosmic Encounter. It's a board game. Um, right. Yeah, bought this late last year, um, and uh, yeah, a couple of like thanks to some hot tips from a couple of guys on Discord, Josh. Uh, told me that I think he told me it was on sale and I managed to get it even cheaper again I think it was on sale on like maybe Mighty Apes store hmm. and, and uh, I managed to get it like te- Mighty Ape have an eBay store and they were there was a 10% off all eBay's so I bought it from their eBay store instead of their regular one where they and like got 10% off the sale price which was fucking awesome so um, yeah it was uh, it was good fun um, I just haven't had a chance to play it yet, but I got into it, and yeah, it's awesome. It's it's this game where so I was playing with uh, my wife and her family because they were all down, uh, and so I sort of had to explain to them how to play. I'd never played it before, but I'd watched some videos beforehand so that I'd have a decent idea of what to do. Um, yeah, basically, you like each of you is a um a planet a civilization uh in the cosmos in the galaxy and uh the first of you to reach five uh like star systems to have colonies on five star systems so you establish colonies on on star systems but once you reach five the first person to reach five wins yeah and it's totally possible more than one person to reach five uh, at the same time and so it's a game where uh like not everyone has to win uh not only one person can win but only one person can lose in some circumstances does it make sense like yeah you can definitely like have four people win and only one lose them yeah. um yeah so we were playing uh and and it's yeah, it's like it's pretty simplistic. It's not like um, it's not difficult to work out or anything like that. You set up the table and you've got your uh, you've got your colonies and basically you draw a card and that tells you where you're going to attack, like who you're going to attack, basically. So if you uh, if you're if you're blue and I'm red and I draw a card that says red uh, blue, right? I'm attacking blue. I'm going to establish a colony on your group of planets but it's not a decision i made so it sort of takes this element out of the game this sort of like vindictive element out of the game it's no longer about like oh i'm gonna fuck luke up it's more about if the cards tell me to go attack red i gotta do it like that's just how the game works so yeah and obviously you want to stop uh, me from taking over blue. Uh, yeah, you're blue. So you want to stop me from taking over blue however you can. Um, 
No, that's about it. Um, the trick is that there's this... So you, you determine how many ships are going to like defend, uh, and I, I determine how many I'm going to send to attack it. But you can only have like four on each side at any one time. Uh, and then the next phase is me asking if anyone wants to help me. And if they help me, they get to have a colony on that planet as well. And if they help you, you get to ask next. And if they help you, then there are defender bonuses that like they get to draw cards or uh, retrieve car- uh, ships that have been destroyed and stuff like that, right? And so it becomes this game that's mostly about the negotiation. It's mostly about convincing people to do things that you want them to do. And so there's a lot of bluffing involved. It's a lot of that sort of uh, bluster and like just sort of looking someone dead in the eyes and telling them that they're fucked and then using that to leverage as much help as you can get because otherwise you'll lose. And uh, yeah, it's good fun. It's like, it's just really good fun. Uh, Everyone picked it up really easy. Um, And like, you know, I think one of the players was like 70, but he still got it pretty quickly. And yeah, there's like, that's about it. And then there's like on top of that, there's these fucking alien cards. So each each of you is you're a different alien. That's sort of drawn at random. And these like alien cards, what like change how the fucking game plays pretty significantly. Um, and yeah, it's like a it's it's a whole different thing. Hey, eh? it's like there's just some shit that you just um, fees brother Andy had this thing where uh, if he attacked you, uh, he would give you like an ultimatum. You could either allow him to uh, to just take what he wanted, take wherever the fuck he was attacking. Or um, if you wanted to defend it, you'd have to discard all of your cards down to three. And then, uh, then you could defend and you'd have to discard at random. So it was like difficult to defend against his attacks because he was able to force you to like remove all your cards at random. And so you didn't know what you were going to get rid of and shit, which was pretty tough. And yeah, so it sort of changed how you approached combat with, with him. Uh, like, because yeah, sometimes it was just better to just wear it. Uh, if he was the only one attacking, uh, because it just meant that only one person got a fucking like a, a colony on your space as opposed to fucking everyone, which was a lot harder to deal with because that meant more people were closer to getting their five colonies. It's five colonies outside of their home colonies as well, I should add. But anyway, mm. um, yeah, I don't know. It's good fun. It's really, it's really, really good fun. We'll definitely play it uh, next time we. Next time we're having a board game night. Yeah. I think, I think you guys will, will like it. It's it's like more structured. It's the same sort of games that we like. It can lead to a lot of yelling hmm. and that kind of shit, but it's more structured. And yeah, without the like when you're not directly trying to fuck someone for um, like I remember playing Risk Legacy and you guys all decided to gang up on me uh, because I'd won too many times in a, in a row. Yeah. 
And you guys all decide. And like, I understood uh, that, like, why you were doing it, but it still felt pretty bad <laughs> to get knocked out really early, right? Like, it's 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 not fun. Um, you that that's avoided here. Like, you you can't be knocked out really early, uh, and even if like you are dumped on a lot, that's not because people are targeting you it's mostly because the cards have been like unlucky you've been unlucky in the cards Hmm. and so yeah it takes a bit of the sting away from when yeah you're losing all your ships and shit which is good um yeah and and it's got you know unlike secret Hitler, where one person who decides that they don't want to play by the rules um can fuck with the entire game which has happened multiple times when we've played Secret Hitler even though it literally shouldn't ever because all you have to do is just play by the fucking rules um yeah like that can't happen here because everything's sort of played up front there's not like there's no secret stuff they might be in the expansions but I don't have any expansions so yeah I don't know it's really good I'll definitely play more of it I think you guys will like it yeah cool sounds good tight alright that's it all right, uh, what else we got here? Subnautica. Subnautica. Um, Subnautica is an early access game that was released today. It's been yes. in development for about four or five years, I think. Um, and it's from the the team who brought us uh, some other games we've played in the past. In particular, one everyone's going to know is Natural Selection yep. um, and Natural Selection 2. I think are their definitely most um, well-known games. Uh, Natural Selection was like this uh, Half-Life was it Half-Life mod um, which you played as like it was like an RTS slash first person shooter that you would build um, all these like uh, like things within the environment it was kind of like Command and Conquer but you were you could take control of the units whereas there was this also commander placing all these units and this sort of stuff really weird mixture of uh, combining like RTS and first person which was quite successful for them and they made a, a sequel to that and I don't think that was as popular um, as Natural Selection so yeah they've they've now released this other game which is a completely different direction it's more like a um, survival underwater game in the vein of like um I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's as like Minecraft. It's not like you can sort of go around and harvest everything, but it's it's got crafting elements in there. There are creatures throughout the world, um, and you're kind of building things as well. But it's entirely set underwater, which is really uh, unique and interesting. We don't have a lot of games that are sort of set underwater, um, but at the same time, there's also this story that revolves around it. You play a character who's on this. Uh, ship that's crash crash landed and you kind of wake up and you're in this uh like lifeboat and you jump underwater and that's pretty much where the game begins you have to try and figure out what's going on and try and survive um you've talked about this game in the past quite a while back do you know how long Mm -hmm. ago that was no a year year and a bit ages ages and ages ago um yeah I, but I've definitely talked about it before. Um, I've talked about it like more recently as well, a little bit because I was getting back into it with the lead up yep. to yeah. 1.0. But uh, I didn't really get too deep into it. I didn't really, I didn't start over or anything. I just sort of I 
semi started over, but in creative to see what I could build and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So I fired it up on the weekend. Um, and, uh, so I was playing the early access portion, but they were, they were on uh, social media saying that, Hey, if you want to start playing now, it's cool. Um, once yep. we drop the 1.0 update, you can continue playing. Um, that's really only going to include sort of bug fixes and the ending type stuff. So I, I jumped in and I dropped like 25 hours over the course of like two days, <laughs> two or three days. Uh, I was pretty hooked. I, I enjoyed yep. it quite a lot. I think that first day I, I went like a 10 hour straight session uh, on the Friday. I think the Friday I was playing Friday or Saturday. Um, yeah, man, I was like right into it. I was so, so keen to sort of see where this world went and it was really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wrote this on Twitter, but I'm not a fan of games that have underwater levels. I can't think of a single game that I'm like, oh, that's a fucking really cool mechanic. They've they've gone from doing one thing uh, in the game to putting an underwater level in there, like Mario or that sort of shit. I hate underwater levels. Um, mm. And uh, every time that I do play a game like that, I'm like, this is literally the worst part of the game. I don't know why they're in there. They suck. No one ever does them really well. Um, whereas I think taking that challenge and setting an entire game underwater uh, is a huge risk because a lot of people have phobias about being underwater. They don't like <laughs> a lot of people don't like being under there. It, it's mm. it's a super um, interesting sort of get, like uh, environment to tackle, and uh, I think they pull it off extremely well. I um, I'm somebody who's not a big fan of going in the ocean uh, as, as much as I do sometimes I don't like all the creepy crawlies that are in there I, I don't like snakes spiders fucking that sort of stuff but um, the moment that you kind of jump into that the, the water and start exploring it it's it's really interesting because there are so many life forms in this vast ocean that they've got that you're not really sure whether things are going to hurt you or just they're there to survive as well um, and sort of investigating and exploring the area and figuring out what is dangerous and what isn't is is really cool. Um, and, and I'm pretty sure, like, the, the majority of the game is about exploration. It's about going around, uh, collecting things with the environment, uh, scanning objects, learning about the fauna that's around, learning about plants, what you can do with those plants, or or harvesting uh, minerals and, and creating, uh, you know, different objects that you can use to help survive. Uh, it's, I think, a really cool, fun world to, to be in. Um, so I've super enjoyed my time with it. Like, I can't... It's hard for me not to recommend this game as somebody that um, has had so much fun with it over the weekend. It's, yeah. uh, I think it it keeps... Like, I never, I never felt like I was bored. I, I was always exploring and discovering new and interesting things and the moment you're like oh that's a pretty big fish it just completely fucking you know an hour later there's an even bigger fish or something like that like it just keeps on going and going in terms of scale um and the environments are super interesting and unique there's always somewhere um that you like (laughs) i was like 20 hours into the game and at one stage I found a cave that was super close to my home base, like not even far. It was probably 200 meters and I've been past it so many times. I just missed this one cave that took mm. me in, into a completely different area. And I was like blown away by how 
close that was that I'd never seen it before. Is that the Zeke cave with the uh, purple worms? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Like the it's like the jellyfish area. See this that okay, so alright. <clears throat> we had an argument on Facebook, obviously not on the podcast, but on Facebook, uh, because you've been you know, you've been putting in fucking fourteen hours days in Subnautica. Yeah. And uh according to I, I looked it up. Uh and uh the gap episode three hundred and twenty seven title seven days to review in, on the 1st of july in 2016 is yeah. when i last talked about subnautica okay. prior to i don't know fucking last week mm-hmm. um yeah so fucking a year and a half ago yeah uh year and a half year and a half year and a half yeah year and a half ago um so yeah you were you were big wigging it up you know fucking Captain fucking Cluso, uh, Cluso, no fucking, who's the Nemo? Captain Nemo over here fucking knows all about going underwater and shit. Like fucking, uh, check me out. I'm Luke, fucking Nebuchadnezzar. Like, don't worry about me. I'm fucking forty thousand leagues under the sea. Uh, and I'm like, look, shit's tough. Here's my advice for starting out. And Luke's like. Fuck your advice. It's all garbage. <laughs> Literally everything you said is dumb. And I'm like, that seems a bit harsh. But Lou's like, nope, you're a cunt job and I've had enough. Hmm. And I was like, all right, name one thing I said that was incorrect. And you said oxygen. You don't need fucking oxygen pipes for oxygen. Yeah. You giant wiener. You just get a, like, you get, there's a solution for it super easy. Okay. So... What I want you to do is get, like, Luke, get rid of your your fucking fins, get rid of your fucking sea have just the first level of fucking oxygen tank. Yeah. And get to the bottom of that fucking cave with the purple worms. Yes, you can, can you? with oxygen pipes. With oh. hundreds of meters of oxygen pipes. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. Because that's how I did it. <laughs> You're a crazy uh, person. <laughs> Yeah, this is why you were telling everybody you need oxygen pipes. Yeah. Look, yeah. I went a thousand meters into the ground and I got there with pipes. <laughs> I need no fucking underwater space ves- vessel to get there. I got this. <laughs> and there's all like, those sand sharks hmm. are fucking all around that fucking thing. They are such pains in the dick. <laughs> are they sand sharks there or stalkers no i'm pretty sure there's sand sharks yeah around there there's there's stalkers but i don't know if there's sand sharks maybe pretty sure it's sand sharks um they're hiding all over the place in that the entrance to that cave yeah anyway um so yeah uh well anyway oxygen tubes uh use oxygen tubes I, I literally never built them. I found- You skipped an entire section of the fucking game area. So- But you don't need to go there till later on. Well, at least I didn't need to. A year and a half ago, you did. <laughs> yeah. Well, you um, didn't, but like, if you're exploring shit, you did. Because the, the fragments to find- So you can- you're sort of exploring this giant ship that you're in called the Aurora has crashed, landed, and you're getting um, uh, notifications through your radio, uh, like, 
about different survivors that are uh, that are around the place and they're like my my survival pod is in this area come come help me blah 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 and so you're trying to explore the area for other people that have survived and um and there's also components from the ship that have broken off and you're sort of collecting uh fragments to different uh things that you can make within the game so one of them um one of them is sort of like a mobile vehicle bay that allows you to to create these underwater sea vehicles and the the first one that i got the seamoth is um yeah, that's pretty much what I was using to, to go around and uh, explore the place for the majority of the game because it's so handy to have that um, it allows you to go to places and then jump out of it, explore for a minute, a minute and a half, and then jump back in and that allows you to get your oxygen back up to um, back up to 100%. And uh, you can then, you know, press forward and, and explore a bit more and then jump out and collect things like... I never had the need to go and build those pipes at all up until um, you told me about it. And I was like, oh, okay, I didn't need that because I found that vehicle so quickly. Um, yeah. And I guess that's maybe just at the same time, the luck of me going in a certain direction. <laughs> like you can go, it, the game doesn't tell you at the start, like, hey, go here. It just sort of starts and it's like, go explore and you know you could have went in a completely different direction to where i went towards the fucking i started heading towards the ship because i was like i'm gonna go check that out and see what's over there um so as i was going to that area that's when i started finding these parts and and better um oxygen tanks and that sort of thing so yeah yep we had different Um, experiences that's cool we absolutely did uh but that's like yeah it is one of the awesome things about the game um is is how different the experiences can be and like how you can wind up in these dramatically different places and having like your own fucking underwater adventure even though it is like it's not a fucking it's a constructed map like Mm. it's not randomly generated or anything it's constructed and yeah despite that you used to wind up yeah in completely different areas at different times dealing with different shit um one of the really cool things uh when we were playing with um with uh Linksy and Neff last night playing PUBG or yesterday afternoon uh I was I was finding out how deep into Subnautica you were and uh they were fucking super keen for Subnautica, but it turns out they both like got hectic, proper thalassophobia type shit, like mm. the fear of the deep water, yeah, uh, and like some harrowing reasons for it as well. Uh, I think Neff nearly drowned, yeah, on a, like in in the ocean and shit. Like, and here I am, I'm like, I'm scared of things. I'm scared of sea monsters. Uh, why is that, Job? I watched Deep Blue Sea one too many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, no, they got a real reason. No, that's some, that's some shit. Like, but yeah, Thalassophobia is for real, and Subnautica does it on a fucking whole different level. Uh, like, just the addition of oxygen management is such a huge fucking thing uh, to, like, the way you encounter things in that game, because it is... You know, if, if we if we hit that fucking Job's favorite broken record 
about priority management. Um, it is uh, an ever-present priority that you have to manage. So if we look at a game like Daisy, where you look at the things that you need to manage, and it starts with food and water, uh, and um, and clothing, storage, weapons, and those priorities change as you go through the game. Uh, in Subnautica, it's the same same deal. Like you've got all these priorities, and they change as you acquire new information, acquire new items. You know, you might be you might be fucking shit. Like I, I remember when I was making my fucking pipe highway down to the fucking deep dark. Um, I remember getting like a bunch of silver. And I hadn't had silver until that point. Yeah. And silver is used in something that you build really early on. I can't remember what. There's some, something you use silver for. And I thought to myself, holy fuck. Like, I'm dropping everything. Now that I got silver, I'm dropping everything and going back to my fucking my little pod. Yeah. And I'm going to build that thing with silver, whatever the fuck it was. Uh, like, that's, that's my new priority number one. And that's sort of priority management. But at the same time, right, the thing about the oxygen is that oxygen is at some point your only fucking concern. Like at multiple points, it's your only fucking concern. It's the only thing you have to worry about is oxygen because nothing else matters compared to it. Um, because you'll die. You'll die if you don't have oxygen. And you don't die immediately. Uh, but yeah, like the panic that sets in when you don't have enough oxygen and you know you're not going to make it back. Uh, I think I was telling uh, Nate today, because Nate was talking about his first encounter. I don't think it's a spoiler, to be honest. Uh, but I was like, because it's, it's on the front page of Steam, literally right now. There's a big banner for, um, for Subnautica. And uh, there's a picture of a big nasty sea monster mm-hmm. and uh, the first time I encountered one of those uh, I was super deep in the water uh, fucking about uh, I didn't really have a lot of direction I knew I needed to go to the spaceship but I needed an, a radiation suit or something yeah. uh, and I didn't have the bits I needed to make it I think Yeah. Um, and so I was sort of exploring uh, and I was getting really deep and I'd seen something that I needed to scan away f- and you can't scan from inside your sea moth inside your tiny sub can you scan you, you definitely couldn't scan yeah what do you mean by like scan no, items not. yeah yeah no you can't yeah okay so you still can't um, so I had to hop out of the fucking sea moth to go over to it and as uh, it was like I just parked my fucking sea moth and swam over um, and while I was over there, I got a little bit distracted. I went chasing after some fish, trying to scan them for a bit, uh, to my database, uh, picking up like some salvage and all that kind of shit. I was about 400 meters down. It was pretty dark. And, uh, as I'm swimming back, I know I have to swim back cause I'm at, at about like a quarter of my oxygen and I'm swimming back to my sea moth and this fucking big, Sea monster, worm, dealio, uh, a sea leviathan, uh, the one that's on the cover of fucking the Steam store right now, uh, comes up and fucking 
demolishes my Seamoth in like two hits. It's done. It's like cooked. It's over in a moment. <laughs> yeah. And I was 400 meters underwater. And I had like the amount of panic that set in at that moment. Like it was, I, I still like fucking like get really tense thinking about it because my options were literally to either get eaten by a sea monster or drown because there's no fucking way I made it back to the top, like to the the water's, the fucking surface. There's no way I swam 400 meters up before I drown, I started drowning and there's no way that I could like stay down there with the sea monster. Uh, I didn't think I could outrun the sea monster. I I had no options. I was I was. It's like no like so, I don't know if there are many games where you realize how dead you are before you're dead. Like you always feel like you've got an out somehow. There was just nothing. There was no way out for me in that situation. I was dead, and I just had to work out which way I was going to die. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, something looks fucking amazing. Yeah. So the, I'll, I'll post a video of my first encounter with that thing, but I was only about uh, 150, 200 meters below sea when I saw it. <laughs> and I, I was sort of just looking around. I was in my little Seamoth thing, just uh, exploring. And uh, I think I was looking for minerals or something at the time. And uh, I see this shadow mm. casting on the rocks in front of me. And I'm, I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I look up and there's this thing swimming around. I'm like, oh, shit. All right, that's pretty big. And so I start swimming away from it. I turn around. And as I turn around, it's coming straight towards me. And I'm just like, nope. <laughs> I just fucking turn back. And I just, <laughs> off I go. Because <laughs> yep. there's this thing with teeth coming towards me. And I was like, oh, no, that's not... I don't know what the fuck that is, but I'm out here. <laughs> See you later. Um, and there are plenty of moments like that. That That's not like the the end of it. There are so many environments in that game where you get there and you're just like, holy shit. What am I going to find here? Um, and it gets like... I'm around the stage now where I think I'm 1,500 meters underwater, um, maybe even further. I, I think I'm at seven, maybe 17. Um, and it's just like, there's just so much areas to explore and get around in. And uh, even the building stuff I find really interesting. You, so you can build underwater bases and uh, you build like a foundation and then you put buildings and structures on top of the foundation. Um, and there are like rooms that you can build. There's furniture that you can put in there to decorate things with. Like I've got a bunch of lockers in my hallway that I, I store all my gear into because um, I'm collecting so many materials to use to build with. I've got uh, uh, fabrication areas so I can build new items. I've got uh, I've got uh, a, a couple of plants in there that I use for food. So every time I'm hungry, I rather than using the fish within the environment and cooking them up. I've got edible plants that I use and I, I eat that stuff instead. Um, at one stage I had, or I still got it. I've got a giant aquarium inside of this, this base. Um, it's a two level aquarium. Um, and I've got bladder fish in there. And what you use the bladder nice. fish for is for, uh, uh, getting water. Um, cause you've got to manage your, your health, your water and your food intake as well. 
Um, so rather than me going out in the sea and finding bladderfish to collect uh, and using them as a water source or alternatively finding uh, stuff like salt and making my own water, um, I've got bad- bladderfish in an aquarium that I've been breeding and I jump in there every time I need water, grab a couple and then turn them into water. Um, but now I've gotten to the stage where I've got like a filtration system in my base and I'm making my own water and, and stuff like that. Like it just keeps evolving and you create power sources and scanning rooms. The scanning rooms are for uh, like, oh, I need to go find this particular mineral uh, out in the world. Where is it? So you kind of you know, select what you want to find and it sort of starts searching in the area and then you can get upgrades that allows you to expand the range of how far you can search. Um, you can like get chips that show you on your, your HUD, uh, where some of this materials are. Like there's just so many different things within, um, the game that you can kind of build and allows you to survive. I think it's super cool. Um, and just like the look of it as well. I've gone back and, created uh like all my walkways within my base at one stage were just solid steel enclosures that you you sort of look at it looks like you're running through like a space station but a a bunch of it i put like all right now this corridor is completely windows and you can like see out into the world and um like see fish floating by and, and that sort of stuff so i've decorated it up a bit made it a bit more uh looking yeah it looks sick it looks really cool i like that sort of stuff just going through and I spent like a good hour, hour and a half, just building stuff in my my base and making it look pretty. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I should take a picture of what it looks like at the moment, um, but I'll I'll definitely post that other video up. So, yeah, um, and even you got to make a super deep base. Yeah, super just, deep base. Like, so building bases and you've got to put like. Uh, fortification stuff on there because every time you build something you add something more to your base it decreases the like hull integrity um yep. so you you reinforce parts of the uh the base or put more foundation down to increase that and there's also things like um like flood doors that you can put in and that sort of stuff and i'm oh, just like man it. i don't want to i don't want to fuck with the wildlife i'm more than happy having my little base near my starting point and uh, I'll stick with that. I don't want to build like some stupid base, thousand meters on the ground because something will come and attack it, and I don't want to have to clean up after the mess. It's fucking awesome. It's fucking awesome when you do, because you like when it gets to nighttime and all you've got is these spotlights. You just, it's like a fucking. I don't know. Every now and then you'll just see some something drift past, mm. and you're like, oh, I hope that doesn't come over here yeah i tend to go towards it a little bit and if i see it coming towards me i'm just like oh no fuck it i'm see ya <laughs> you look like you're about to attack me um yeah yeah it's, it's really cool there there's uh th- they just released two trailers yesterday uh one's a cinematic trailer the other one's a gameplay trailer i do i recommend don't watch the gameplay trailer at, at all i think it spoils so much of that game because it is such a um, like a game about exploration and finding things within the world, I, I think they show way too much in that. Um, even the ga- even the cinematic trailer maybe shows a tiny bit too much, um, but not not enough to be like, oh man, that's kind of disappointing. Because like the th- things I like about it is that just discovering new like new things within the world and stuff that you can build, like just even the sea ships, finding out 
the different stuff that you can craft and create and just yeah kind of i was so excited to see like oh holy, holy shit i can build this that's awesome yeah uh, and then like taking that stuff out for a spin and yeah it's it's super cool so i i definitely recommend don't watch the trailer at all uh, maybe just watch the first minute of the cinematic trailer to get an idea of what it's about because um, i think that shows enough and then decide for yourself but yeah it's it's kind of hard not to recommend this game because uh, mm. it is i think it is really really fucking awesome and I also think I draw comparisons a lot to um, the forest as well. I think the forest yep. and uh, Subnautica are two games that are, um, you know, one is a is a game that's set entirely underwater. The other game is is about uh, you crash landing on a mysterious island <laughs> and trying to survive. They're both super, um, like the gameplay is sort of similar. There's the same sort of ideas, but totally different uh, environments and the ways you can sort of engage with those environments as well uh and it's really cool that both of them are these indie games that have sort of being released around the same time because i think the forest has got to be close to being done um and even if it's not done that 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 game is in a spot where it was it felt pretty finished last year when we played it yeah um so yeah two games that i definitely can recommend there's a multiplayer mod for Subnautica in development mm. at the moment. Unofficial uh, mod, yeah. Unofficial, yes. Uh, well, I guess all mods are unofficial. Um, yeah. Holy shit, man. If Subnautica had multiplayer, that'd, that'd be over the top. It'd yeah. Next level. I would definitely play it with you guys. We could definitely lose our shit together. It'd be fucking hilarious. Yeah. I, there are a couple of technical issues. I don't think it runs the best um, at times. I wish there was a way to um, cap your frame rate. There are, uh, there's like VSync stuff in there, but yeah, because I'm getting about 90 to 100 frames, but the problem becomes that when it drops down to like 70, uh, fluctuating between 70, 60, 80, like that stuff's noticeable. And if I could just set it to like a solid 60, uh, I'd yeah. love it for, for that to happen. Um, it doesn't look like there's a way to do it at the moment that's guaranteed to work there's a lot of stuff in the forums about hey try doing this this and this um you know open up the developer console set up these commands and and unfortunately it looks like some people have success with it others don't it could be because i'm running a g-sync monitor that it's sort of flipping out a bit uh, i've tried like, oh, yeah. setting it through um the nvidia control panel that still doesn't work so yeah it, it can be a bit framey at times um even when going from like out of the water and in uh it does cut out quite a lot for me at that stage uh, it sort of tries to i don't know it's doing something they're rendering but otherwise it does run pretty well um so technically it's yeah it's pretty good i haven't had a crash at all during that time so yeah it, it seems pretty solid yeah um yeah i guess slow loading at the front end and quite a lot of popping probably my biggest complaints but otherwise it's yeah it runs pretty great for me i haven't had any crashes um yeah i don't know i'm gonna i've got like because i had to start over i've got a pretty good idea of how to play um so i know a lot about where i need to go up to a certain point in the game um but uh yeah there's still a lot for me to discover so i'm excited to get past the parts where i'm comfortable and get back into the uncomfortable parts hmm yeah yeah 
Yeah, super cool. Definitely recommend it. Check it out, people. Hmm. All right. Nice. Let's do some news. Let's do some news. Okay, what do we got here? Uh, Dad of War is coming out April. Dad of War in April, April 20th. Yeah. Hitler's birthday. Okay, sure. Yeah, all right. Ooh. Are people uh, upset about this? I haven't uh, looked. About what? Hitler's birthday? No, about them releasing a game update. Like, is, is this a thing that people are freaking out over? No, nobody's... Nobody okay. cares. I just... Yeah. Um, I... I, I, I'm just going to point out this is always um, s- s- people have asked me why I know when Hitler's birthday is uh, I used to think 420 was some sort of like neo-Nazi reference type thing because hmm. you know the the edgy edgelord kids would be all like 420 lol and you're like and I'd look up I looked up like what happens on 420 and it was like Hitler's birthday I'm like what the fuck why would why would people say that? But it turns out it's a weird thing, and I never knew um, until like obviously uh, a couple of years ago. But like, uh, yeah, for the longest time, that's and that's why I know when Hitler's birthday is because I thought it was a reference to four twenty for ages. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. There you go. April twentieth. <laughs> God of War, and at least Gears of War. Uh, yeah, yeah, man, I'm I'm keen to check that out. I've liked the last. Um, well, I like the the proper God of War game that they released uh, before whatever looks the other like, one was. It looks like to me it's going to be that sort of slow walking shit. So yeah. I'll probably just watch a YouTube of it. Yeah. I <laughs> it's, it seems a lot more story focused. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I'm, I'm interested to see how the combat has changed. Yeah. Because yeah. I've not played any, any of it at all yet. So. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, Anthem's been pushed back to 2019. And has. Job's got hot scoops. Uh, do I ever. Um, this, yeah, this is the Bioware game uh, that is looking a little bit like Destiny. Uh, looks like it's been pushed back to 2019. Um, yeah. Can't say I'm surprised, to be honest. But I wonder if, uh, like, honestly, personally, I wonder if this is uh, because of the rough go that Destiny 2 is having of it. Maybe they're like, you know, there is a cynical part of me that wonders if they were looking at Destiny 2 thinking, fuck, we could do that. Because, I mean, who couldn't? Because it was like bare bones as fuck. And then, yeah, the backlash has made them sit up and go, oh, maybe we we can't just put out whatever fucking garbage Bungie put together. I did see someone was like, um, uh, People have been like, Bungie is bungled, mm. the Destiny 2 uh, launch and ongoing, you know, whatever, release. Why don't I, how come I haven't seen a, a Photoshop of Bungie with an L instead of the I, so it's just called bungle? Mm. That's way better. Yeah. How the fuck haven't I seen that yet? It's crazy. Anyway, um, yeah. So, no big surprise that Anthem's been pushed back, um, but yeah. I'm yeah. The cynical part of me wonders if it's because they realise they can't get away with just a Destiny two effort. Yeah. Yeah. Also, this isn't official at the moment. It's, it's just not a official no. report. Um, Very. Good I'm not point. sure who broke it. Was it Kotaku? I don't know. I think yeah. Usually they are. On I that just sort of saw stuff. it about on the internet. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Also. Um, yeah. All right. So what has EA got? Bad company. CEO. Yeah. Is that their... Bad, bad company's not confirmed, is it? 
No, but it's heavily rumored, right? That yeah. I mean, they've got a Battlefield game come out this year. Sure. UFC three. No, that's coming. That's soon, right? I'm getting reviews for that. <laughs> uh huh. I'm good. Uh, yeah, like what's their end of the game of the year? Though? Sorry, end. Game, end of the year game. End of the year game. Is it Battlefield? They're just going to rely on Battlefield Battlefront games every year. I suppose. Mm. Do they have any other choices? No, not really. They don't. So. Cool. Um, Xbox Game Pass. They're making some. Uh, are they changes or they're just adding new games to it? That they've announced um, that they're adding uh, launch games for first-party stuff. Any first-party games, any new releases from Microsoft Studios. If you have an Xbox Game Pass, you will now get that. Yeah. Which means you get Sea of Thieves, and if Crackdown Three ever comes out, you'll get that. Stuff like that. Um, State which of Decay is pretty fucking huge. State of Decay Two. Uh, yeah. That's that's soon. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which is fucking epic. That's that's a really that's a really big deal to me. Like, um, means like hopefully the fucking the high seas will be heavily populated um because it works across both xbox and pc mm-hmm. um racy I, I believe if i recall correctly racy was the one who was pointing all this out to me uh, hunt, hunting down extra information about it and extra oh, all that shit uh but yeah like it's awesome that you'll be able to like even if yeah if you've got xbox game pass but don't have a fucking xbox you'll still be able to get fucking Sea of Thieves for however much Xbox Game Pass is a month. Which is fucking I, cool I'm as fuck. attempting to look it up. It's not easy to find at the moment. <laughs> yeah, it was racy. <laughs> Here it is. But, uh, it keeps taking me to the Great Britain website, which is, you know, we're not that far away from them. Understandable. Sure. Yep. Um, what does that transfer? Oh my gosh. I, I have no idea. I put it into Google. It's not giving me a proper figure. 15 oh. bucks a month sounds like around there right yeah I mean That's Xbox doesn't have out. a bunch of new first party games coming out like but it's still it's still good there's back catalogue stuff there that's pretty cool yeah yeah and yeah you still get all those back catalogue games as well uh, but yeah like alright it's a pretty good deal 15 bucks just Pay fifteen bucks for one month. Yeah, and you can see them thieves for a single month and see if you like it. And if you do, either pay for another or like buy it. Yeah, but, yeah. And it kind of now starts to force uh, like Sony to look at this sort of stuff as well because we've got EA doing this, we've got Xbox now doing it. Like, is this something that they need to come out and do at some stage their own pass? Because really, uh, Sony is the one that has a lot of first party games. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Xbox is doing it because they need to give people a reason, hmm. uh, and they need to remind people. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't think PlayStation has to do it. I think they can get away with not doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Still, great deal. Awesome cool. stuff. Cool. Yeah. That's, that's it. For news. That's what we could find. That is In it. The three minutes we looked. The usual huge effort. Yep. Yeah, I wrote something down here. I don't want to talk about it. It's the AO tennis drama that happened. Yeah, on uh, last was it Friday or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that at all, or you like sure. getting angry? I do. Uh, big ant 
studios. I worry about talking about this though, you know, because I think I've been pretty upfront about my biases regarding Big Ant. I don't think, uh, I think that their upper management uh, is more than happy to uh, set unrealistic targets and uh, and then attack the media uh, when they're correctly called out for their shitty fucking games. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, I, I don't, I'm not like saying that I'm in the wrong for that. Uh, I, I'm just upfront saying that I have a bias against them because they are fucking garbage. Uh, and like they're managed by pieces of shit. And uh, yeah, who will attack the fucking media to try to intimidate them into retracting or not reviewing their games, which is garbage. It's horseshit. It's a fucking terrible way to act. And worse still is that the Australian games industry, uh, and that is like the development side of this, seems to be on their side. Uh, they seem to feel like that's to some extent uh, Australian games are a protected class, are these protected fucking uh, elements of like. Uh, anything that comes out of Australia must be fucking protected and defended at all costs because of this concept that somehow the, the industry will disappear if we don't have charlatans like the people running the top end of Big Ants putting out garbage every single time they go to fucking crease like Big Ant do and they get away with it like I don't understand why look all, all protecting Big Ant does is create a situation where, like, young devs are are put through a fucking a terrible experience with game development, where they wind up working for a unscrupulous uh, company that is more than happy to deliberately. Uh, exploit its customers and so i don't understand why the australian games industry is so devout about defending them but we've seen that over the last week alex walker from kotaku put out a story uh correctly pointing out that ao tennis released in a state that is utterly unacceptable for the price it was released at a hundred dollars it's not like it's a budget game but released and needed a day one patch that wasn't available to implement like basic shit like (laughs) like career mode yeah and shit like that and he pointed out correctly that that's not acceptable that there are a myriad other fucking issues with the game that also aren't good enough that ultimately ao tennis is a bad game and we deserve to see better uh and a bunch of game devs, not from Big Ant, uh, but unsurprisingly working in the same building as Big Ant, uh, jumped on him to attack attacked his like article and forced him into a retraction, and then acted unbelievably smug uh, when he retracted elements of what he'd said, which I still don't think he should have taken anything back. They knew 
they were taking what he said out of context. Hmm. You had to take what he said out of context, wildly out of context, to arrive at a place where he was attacking anyone else in the games industry except for Big Ant. And yet they still took it out of context to fucking feel like to play the victim fucking role in that situation, which is garbage. Uh, they shouldn't be doing it. They are literally protecting a group of people who are making Australian games, like, by and large, worse. If you were to look at a fucking Metacritic of games released from Australia, you would have a wild swing between some fucking spectacular stuff, like Rumu and um, fucking Hand of Fate and Armello and shit like that, all at the fucking top. Really good games with high scores. And then on the other hand, you would have games getting like fucking 4 out of 10 and 3 out of 10 and shit like that. And lo and behold, a lot of those are released by the same fucking company over and over again because they aren't able to meet targets that they were never going to meet in the first place because they fucking they pitch these ideas without ever... I don't know. Maybe they never fucking plan on hitting those targets. They just plan on fucking making a bit of money where they can and going, moving on to the next fucking project. That's a that's a hypothetical, hmm. let's say. Uh, but if you were to take the average of a game released and look at the Metacritic uh, average of games released from Australia, you would have to take those games into account and we'd average a fucking six or something. Which, so that makes them look worse. It makes every Australian game developer look worse when management at Big Ants deliberately, deliberately attempts to exploit the consumer for as much money as they can with shoddy, half-made products. It's fucking ridiculous. I I thought it was fucking disgusting seeing them attack Alex the way they did. But, I mean, how many times does it have to happen? How many times does fucking Big Ant have to get away with, uh, like, their games being released and then suddenly journalists from Australia get fucking attacked? How many times does this have to happen before, like, something fucking, something gets said that isn't on this fucking podcast? Because this is the only fucking place anyone ever fucking talks about it ridiculous yeah i know i lost some followers on twitter for defending him <laughs> yeah and guess who they were <laughs> the local yeah. developers so oh well i don't care um if yeah anyone who defends that shit can go fuck themselves it's ridiculous he didn't say anything that was abhorrent and and it is gross that they would fucking oh my god yeah should we like what, what, I'll see if I can find exactly what he said. But it wasn't even that, like, even remotely bad. And, like, worse still was watching people, like, fall over themselves to, like, to make snide fucking jokes uh, on Twitter when he retracted it. Because he was, I think the title was, like, Patches Aren't Good Enough. And then he updated the story... And so they were making the comparison. They're like, oh, I thought patches weren't good enough. (laughs) Yeah, well done. You bullied the guy in a fucking, like, altering his story. And now you're fucking acting high and mighty about it. Like, what the fuck? Jesus Christ. Awful. Um, 
I nearly found it. Nearly found it. Here we go. Uh, the original version of the story asserted that too often developers have little respect for the time and money of gamers. Uh, they, the, these elements that attacked Alex, uh, contorted this to mean that all developers have no respect for the time and money of gamers, and they they took it as a personal attack. However, but. What he was clearly saying was, in context, like, of the fucking thousand words that had already been written about AO Tennis, uh, in context, there are developers who have little respect for the time and money of gamers. In particular, that one developer who continues to release unfinished trash Holy shit. But no, they deliberately take it out of context and then they're all fucking smug about it. Fuck them. Yeah, anyway. Um, that's it. That's what I got. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was... Um, yeah, I, I didn't think it was cool either. I, I completely missed the whole thing. I was busy doing something that day and I think Drew pointed it out and I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to read some of this. And just him, like, apologizing to just like all the shit he was copying from local developers and even international developers like i saw people from the battlefront 2 development team giving him shit and it's like that's rich coming from you guys fucking hell <laughs> yeah i wouldn't fucking uncork that bottle if i was them um yeah uh, well yeah anyway. anyway and just like the past of all the issues that the australian media has had with the per- the people running that studio um you know it's like i saw comments about um like not uh, did you did you give like them the opportunity to talk about it or like taking one side of the story it's like well if you knew about the problems that the australian media has had in the past with this studio you'd understand that we've tried to give them the opportunity to talk about this stuff and all that has ever happened is them badgering media or taking their words and editing them <laughs> as you'd yeah. have first-hand experience with, like changing yeah. what you've written to make them sound better or to make you sound like an idiot. So yes, we have tried to do that in the past, and it's not worked. Yeah, but they that's cool. Lost you can get angry. The right of reply yeah. when they deliberately attack the media repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is that's a fucking privilege that they have foregone when they attacked the media and attempted attempted to intimidate them for uh, to suppress their criticism fuck, yeah. fuck and, I, and it hasn't been alex directly it, it's been multiple other people yeah um but like it's been done before and not yeah. to mention not to mention he doesn't need to issue write a reply for a fucking for, for giving uh, his review yeah <laughs> exactly yeah, he shouldn't have to go oh why is your day one patch like not out yet and why does it add all these features and why is the game still broken like that's not he wasn't going saying developers shouldn't be allowed to release patches he was saying that the day one patch shouldn't be released for a game in this state because it's still not fixed and also not everybody has internet connections where they can jump home and download gigabytes worth of data um there are data limits in australia the games uh some of the platforms don't exactly download that stuff super quick uh in cases where which is what happened here the the patch wasn't available at launch mm. like that's the, the big problems um so 
pretty yeah. hefty. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Should we do some other questions for us at let's, all? Let's do some questions. I think there is a question. Uh, I remember seeing one earlier in the week. Uh, what do we got? Okay, we've got Chappie writes. In the last podcast, uh, Joby, in the last podcast, you referred to City Skylines as a good playing game. Can you give us give those of us who travel frequently a top 10 playing games list? Preferably for lower spec machines. I'm thinking Surface Pro i5 8 gig as reference machine. Um, I can. But it's a list. Uh, I can't do 10 off the top of my head. <laughs> I will come back to this next week, but I will give you a two for straight off the fucking bat. Um, Skylines, obviously, I already said, but uh, the fucking. The South Park game, run, I've got the fucking i5 8 gigs Surface Pro as well. Um, South Park, the new South Park game and the old South Park game both run really well on my um, Surface Pro. And uh, and Dead Cells are fucking gangsters. So there's there's three so far, but I'll do a proper I'll do a proper top ten next week. Uh, and I'll, I'm sorry, I, I should should have read this properly earlier in the week. I, I think I just got rid of the notif- notification. Yeah. I usually do that with questions so that we read them off the cuff, but this one needs a little bit of preparation. Uh, but yeah, uh, there are some definitely, yeah, I've got that fucking machine and uh, I can definitely hook you up with some top-notch games. Um, Dead Souls. Did you say Dead Souls, Joe? I think I did Dead say Souls Dead should Souls. be on the list every time. Ta- uh, Dead day. Souls, you reckon? Uh, okay. Yeah. I was thinking about adding Dead Souls to the list. Uh, the other, yeah, the, other, the thing is, you got to take a fucking controller with you. But playing it with a controller... Even though you look like a huge dork, uh, it's still fucking uh, a way better player with way to play it, and you f- like it feels like the fucking future uh, playing a game like Dead Cells on your fucking. Oh man, it feels so cool! It's awesome. Um, what about getting over with Bennett Forty? Oh my <laughs> god! Oh my god! <laughs> what is that guy yelling at? <laughs> yeah, why does he keep yelling? People are trying to sleep. It's losing his fuck, shit. Fuck you, Bennett! <laughs> they turn the plane around. Yeah. Uh, I think some of the games I've talked about recently, They Are Billions, is, is pretty fun. Um, Would that uh, run? On and not. This sounds like a pretty beefy fucking laptop, is it not? It's... No? No, it, like, it's a, it's onboard graphics and stuff, so... Oh. so yeah. I don't think City Skylines would run, then. Yeah, it does. Oh, okay. I've played it on my laptop. What are you doing? Right. I mean, there's not a lot to They Are Billions. It's just the rendering of all the fucking uh, zombies, but otherwise, yeah. Uh, the game we talked about today, um, Darkest Dungeon, might be pretty cool. Oh, yeah, Dark- yeah, that'd probably be a good one. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, and Super Meat Boy, too, um, while you're at it. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, well, I'll, I'll try and construct a better list for you next time, but good question, Chappie. Uh, I think that's it. Is it? I think it is. That's it. Cool stories. Um, all right, let's wrap things up. Uh, the Gap. You can find us on iTunes, Android, the Windows Store under the Gap or the GA Podcast. Uh, you can also review the show there. It helps other people find it, which is appreciated. Uh, if you want to send us questions, you can email us the GA Podcast at gmail dot com, or you can jump into our Discord page, which is the GA Podcast dot com slash Discord. Um, we've got a bunch of voice channels in there, people playing games, or you can uh, just chat to us, send us yep. questions like Chappie, because um, we always like them. Uh, you can also jump onto our social media if you want, which is twitter.com 
slash GA podcast or facebook.com slash GA podcast. And our website, which is gapodcast.com, has all our past episodes up there as well, including all the links we just talked about just then. And that's all thanks to our Patreon members. Uh, if you want to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash gapodcast and uh, greatly appreciate everyone that does that every month. Yeah, yeah we do. We cool. You're awesome. Uh, that's the show. That's it. We got anything exciting happening next week that you know about? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna try. Hmm. I bought a I bought a fucking board game called Gloomhaven. I'm gonna try and play that this weekend, but right. fuck, it's looks like a fucking mission. It looks like a mission. I tried to play it last weekend, and it was a mission just convincing people to even let me open the box. Yep. And then we played Cosmic Encounter, and they like I realized it was like it was. They all understood Cosmic Encounter, but it was some work and I realized that uh, yeah it was never going to work with Gloomhaven so awesome yep yeah. Uh, yeah all right so that's solid it. that's the show thanks everyone listening catch you all next week peace bye peace bye